Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can go ahead and download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating. Uh, My name is Mark Van Sickle. Appreciate you listening. Pass this along to five friends who like the Jayhawks. If you think that they would enjoy this podcast, and let's get started with today's episode. So there's a lot to get into today. Hopefully I can fit it into 30 minutes because that's what I try to do to every one of these podcasts. But we got football to talk about. We got to do the season recap uh, after Kansas finished their season with a nice 49-16 win on the road over Cincinnati this past Saturday night. So they are off to uh, a bowl game for a second season in a row. Back-to-back bowl games. Very excited about that. KU finishes the regular season 8-4. and four. So going to talk about that. And of course... You've got college basketball getting into high gear at this point. Of course, KU basketball preseason ranked number one, was ranked number one the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, they did fall at the Maui Invitational. Haven't had a chance to talk to you guys since the Maui Invitational. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, KU's win on Tuesday night. And then looking ahead, you've got one of the biggest matchups in college basketball this year with Kansas hosting UConn out at Allen Fieldhouse on Friday night. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it right now. KU football, one of the happy, um, I wouldn't even call it a surprise. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, maybe this is your first time listening to it. But before the season, I predicted that Kansas would win anywhere from 8 to 10 games this season. (laughs) So right now... Right now, Kansas 8-4 and four after beating Cincinnati on Saturday night. They played a late game out there in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, the, the announcers were pretty funny with it. They were trying the different chili, chili places uh, live on the air because the game was getting out of hand in the second half. KU won it 49-16. Uh, KU scored, outscored Cincinnati 28-6 in the second half. So by the end of the game in the fourth quarter, they were just eating chili live on the air. (laughs) But to start that game on Saturday night, KU started out a little bit slow. A little bit slow. Uh, They couldn't couldn't get on the board in the first quarter. They were down uh, 3-0, 3-0 at the end of the first quarter. And then they started to get rolling because you look at Jason Bean, who I thought would start against Kansas State a few weeks ago. He ended up not starting. They started Cole Ballard, the uh, true freshman, the red shirt. He's going to be a red shirt because he hasn't played in three games. But they started him. They lost to Kansas State in a close game. Jason Bean got hurt in the Texas Tech game. They ended up losing that one by three points on a last-second field goal. If Jason Bean is healthy for both of those games in their entirety, we're talking about a Kansas team that is 10-2 in the regular season. Think about that. 10-2. Kansas was a quarterback away from being 10-2 in the regular season. If you want to go even further back, Jalen Daniels, preseason Big 12 Player of the Year, Preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, quarterback Jalen Daniels of the Kansas Jayhawks. Starts the season with a back injury and really never recovers from it. Didn't start in week one, played a couple of games, 
And then right before the Texas game, it was announced that he wasn't playing. Jason Bean had to spot start. We know that Jason Bean's capable of starting and playing well, but he was thrown in there with about 30 minutes until the game started. So not ideal circumstances there for Jason Bean on the road at Texas. Now number six in the nation with only one loss on the season. So you look at KU season. If their quarterbacks are healthy all year, they are likely 10-2, and two, possibly even 11-1 and one going back to Dallas, Texas for the Big 12 championship to take, face Texas in a rematch for a chance to go to maybe even the college football playoff. That's how close KU was to being an 11 and 1 team with a chance to maybe go to the college football playoff. That's where head coach Lance Leipold has brought this team in 3 years. Yeah, they finished 8 and 4 on the season. But they were close, really close to being 10 and 2 if Jason Bean was healthy in the Texas Tech game and if they would have started him against Kansas State, they win those games. Would have been 10 and 2 like that. And then I'm pretty sure with Jason being, he did start against Oklahoma State. They lost that game on the road. That was a tough game. But you kind of wonder if Jalen Daniels was there, fully healthy, nothing holding him back, that he could have led them to a win at Oklahoma State. And they could have been maybe 11-1 and one on the season with a chance to win the Big 12 championship. So the future's bright for Kansas football. I mean, you look at what they did in three years. They went from a two-win team in Lance Leipold's first year as head coach at Kansas. They win six games last year, got to a bowl game, lost in double overtime in that bowl game to Arkansas. Come back this year. They had a lot of returning players. Going to have to look at that this offseason to see who all is coming back. See who they're going to add in the transfer portal. I know they had a really good recruiting class last year. But Kansas is setting themselves up to be a player in the Big 12 going forward. But you look at Kansas and what they did this year. Just quickly going through the schedule. Quickly going through it. They beat Missouri State. With Jalen Daniels out, Jason Bean starts week one, 48-17. They beat a tough Illinois team at home, 34-23. They go on the road, and they were heavily favored against Nevada. That was a, a toughness test on the road late at night in Nevada. They, they end up squeaking it out 31-24, but it was a close one. Then they go back home. In their first Big 12 game of the year against a brand new school in the Big 12, BYU, KU wins at 38-27 at home. After that BYU game, that was Jalen Daniels' last game of the season, as far as I know. Don't think he's coming back for the bowl game, but we'll see. He did announce he's coming back to KU next year, so that's good news for the Jayhawks program. Uh, but his last game as a starter against BYU... Jalen Daniels throws for 130 yards, three touchdowns. Very efficient, by the way. 14 out of 19 passing. So you had Jalen Daniels, also nine carries for 54 yards in that game, but three passing touchdowns led the Jayhawks over BYU. 
That was the last game we ever saw Jalen Daniels this season, in the regular season at least. Then they go to Texas, talked about it a little bit earlier. They were in it in the first half. Jason Bean, nobody knew what was going to happen because everybody thought Jalen Daniels was going to start. 30 minutes before the game, they announced Jason Bean's playing. And KU was in it at halftime. It was 13-7 to at halftime, but KU couldn't get a first down. They were one of the best third-down conversion teams through the first five games of the season. Then they go to Texas, and they can't convert a third down. In that game, 0 for 8 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down conversions. You're going to lose every time. The defense was on the field for a majority of that game. Time, time of possession went to Texas. Uh, maybe if Jalen Daniels plays that game, maybe they do pull off the upset over Texas. Maybe they do. The final score is a little bit deceiving, 40-14, to 14, Texas beat Kansas. But at halftime, it was 13-17, or 13-7, Texas winning. And even late into the third quarter, KU was only down by a touchdown. So... Anything could have happened at that point, but the defense was way too tired. Texas took advantage of a tired Kansas defense in the second half, late in the second half, fourth quarter and beyond. So Texas wins uh, 40-14. KU comes back home. Jason Bean has a great game against UCF. KU hosting UCF, another new Big 12 team. And Jason Bean with an absolute... Efficient game, kind of like Jalen Daniels, 8 out of 12, 91 yards, a touchdown. Jay, uh, who was Devin Neal? Devin Neal was breaking records in that game. He, he came out 12 carries, 154 yards, and a touchdown. Daniel Hyshaw, 19 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Even Dylan McDuffie, your third string running back, 13 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns. So all around great team effort there in a huge 51-22 win over UCF. And then Kansas goes onto the road at Oklahoma State. They lose at 39-32. KU in that game, this was another one where they really should have won that game. In the third quarter, they get up 32-24, and then Oklahoma State scored the last four. The last four scores were all by Oklahoma State. The end of the third quarter, KU was up 32-27. To start the fourth quarter, Oklahoma State cut the lead to 32-30 with a field goal. With two minutes and 33 seconds left in the game, Oklahoma State took a 36-32 lead. And then KU tried to come back one more time. It didn't work out. Oklahoma State scores a field goal, makes one with... 15 seconds left, 39-32 final score. But if KU could score one time in the fourth quarter, get the momentum back, I feel like the defense would have stepped up at the end of the game. I, I really feel like that Oklahoma State game was the one that got away from them. Then the big game of the... This was the highlight game of the year for KU football. They beat number six Oklahoma at home in the booth, 38-33. Field goal post down, taken to the lake. (laughs) Great game, fun game for the fans. Uh, First top 10 win at home since the 1980s. So, I mean, that was another huge accomplishment for the Kansas Jayhawks and another move for their program. 
Then Kansas goes on the road against a tough Iowa State team. They win 28-21 on the road. So KU's, they're, they're doing great. They're in the top 20 at this point. When Texas Tech comes to town, KU is ranked number 16 in the nation. And then we know we we all know what happened. Jason Bean gets hurt in the first half against Texas Tech. And then the offense just can't do anything the rest of the game. 16-13 final score. KU loses at home to Texas Tech. If Jason Bean is healthy the whole game, they beat Texas Tech. It's that simple. They host Kansas State the next week. KU still in the top 25. Ranked 25th in the country, hosting Kansas State, who was number 21 at the time. K-State wins at 31-27. KU had a chance to win that game as well, even with Jason being on the bench. Even with Cole Ballard starting, they had a chance to win that game. There was a muffed punt at midfield that gave Kansas State the possession to get the go-ahead touchdown. And then KU went down to try to score. They actually got in the red zone, couldn't convert on a fourth down in the red zone to try to take the lead. K-State was able to get the ball back from there and run the clock out. So K-State, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State, all three games that could have been won by KU, didn't happen that way. They go on the road, get that 49-16 win in the final game of the regular season. KU 8-4 and four on the year. Going to be heading to a bowl game right now. It looks like the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix is the front runner for KU at this point. Uh, we will find out on Sunday where the Kansas Jayhawks will end up. We'll talk about their bowl game next week and probably uh, harp more on the season and how things maybe could have gone, maybe uh, what they can do heading into the bowl game and what the outlook is for KU football because it's still looking up this year. Even they they went two they won two games, Lance Leipold's first year, six games last year, eight games this year with a chance to win nine. KU football is on the rise and continues to be. All right, let's get into some Kansas basketball because a lot has gone on since the last time I talked to y'all. There has been a lot that go went on because we were talking about the game against Shamanad last week. They got that big win against Shamanad. Uh Shamanad's the host team in the Maui tournament. And KU was able to get by them easily, as expected. But then after that, you've got KU uh, had to play number four Marquette. KU ranked number one at the time, Marquette number four. So it was a battle of top five teams. And Marquette's defensive pressure got to Kansas. There's no other way around it. Uh, Force a high number of turnovers. The Jayhawks couldn't get into a rhythm on offense. They lose 73-59, their only loss of the season to this point was that loss to Marquette. And it was that's a tough tournament in Maui. They had six teams in that tournament that were ranked. And all six of those teams were in the top ten. That's how good of a tournament that was. So trying to get out of that tournament, that was tough. The winner of that tournament was going to be number one in the polls the next week, and that's exactly what happened. Purdue ended up winning the tournament. They beat Marquette in the championship. Purdue ranked number one this week. Marquette all the way up to number three after beating Kansas last week. KU now ranked number five in the nation, and they stay in the top five because right after that loss to Marquette, it was a late-night game. That started at 10.30 Kansas time. That's how late that game was. 
Then they had to turn around and play a morning game. Hawaii time. I think it started at 1 o'clock Kansas time, so that's about 8 o'clock in the morning. Hawaii time, I think, is the time zone difference. 8 or 9 in the morning, give or take. But the Jayhawks had to turn right back around and play the next morning in the Maui tournament. They were taking on Tennessee. And Tennessee's no slouch team. They Kansas actually lost recently to Tennessee in the Battle for Atlantis tournament uh, around the same time of year. But Tennessee ranked number seven in the nation, taking on a tired Kansas team. And Tennessee, they, they put up a fight. It was 35-35 at halftime. KU ends up winning that game, showing toughness, showing resolve. They win it 69-60 over the Volunteers in the Maui tournament finale. Tennessee now ranked number 10 in the nation. KU ranked number 5. So still both of them top 10 teams after that tournament. Nothing wrong with that. But then KU comes home after that tough Maui tournament. And they have a stretch here where it's Eastern Illinois and then UConn at home this week. Eastern Illinois, Tuesday night game. Kind of a ho-hum feel to it. Yeah, Allen Fieldhouse still packed to the brim, sold out, but... It's one of those non-conference games that's like, eh, all right, Eastern Illinois is coming to town. Not a lot of hype around it. Not saying KU overlooked them, but they struggled. They struggled a little bit there in that game against Eastern Illinois. They had a nice lead at halftime, but in the second half, Eastern Illinois came out with a 14-2 run to start the second half, and it was close the entire second half down to the final minute when KU ended up taking an eight-point lead and winning 71-63 over Eastern Illinois. But Bill Self said that they were not overlooking Eastern Illinois to get to UConn. UConn now ranked number four in the nation, one spot ahead of KU. UConn, the defending national champions. So you have that matchup coming up this Friday, but KU had a slugfest with Eastern Illinois on Tuesday night. They end up winning 71-63. Hunter Dickinson continues his, his absolute tear through non-conference schedule. Hunter Dickinson with 25 points, 13 rebounds. Another double-double for Hunter Dickinson. He's averaging a double-double on the season, averaging 22 points, 13 rebounds per game. Hunter Dickinson, 20 points, 17 rebounds against Tennessee in the Maui Classic. He also had a 31-11 and game against Chaminade. And, of course, the big game against Kentucky that everybody talked about that put him on the wooden watch list. He was already on the wooden watch list. Who's Who, who am I kidding there? He was already on the wooden watch list. But this put him to the top of the list there to be in contention for the National Player of the Year. Thir- 27 points and 21 rebounds against Kentucky earlier in the season. But, again, another... Fantastic performance from Hunter Dickinson last night. 25 points, 13 rebounds. And they're going to need that from him. And they're going to need the rest of the guys to step up as well as they take on Connecticut. UConn coming up this Friday night. 8 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2. Undoubtedly the game of the week in college basketball this week as KU hosts the defending national champions in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse. Number four, UConn, and number five, Kansas. 
Cannot wait. This is going to be a fantastic matchup for the Jayhawks as they continue their impressive streak against tough competition in the non-conference slate. And the games don't get much easier coming up on the schedule. I know that they're going to be projected to beat all these teams coming up, but, I mean, you've got Mizzou coming up. You've got Indiana. You've got Wichita State. So there's a lot of games coming up that are going to be tough for the Jayhawks, but none other than the the game against the defending national champs, UConn, this Friday night. This Friday night at 8 o'clock ESPN2 should be a fantastic game. All right, that does it for me. You know we're going to talk about this UConn game next week on the podcast, going to see if they won or lost, going to do a little breakdown of that, going to talk about uh, the bowl season coming up, which bowl game KU got selected for. We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, KU football, KU basketball, a lot of good stuff to talk about next week on the podcast. Cannot wait. Make sure you download, subscribe, Share this podcast, The Jayhawker Talker, with five or more Jayhawk fans that you know would like it. You can get at me on Twitter, at Jayhawker Talker. I like to uh, tweet along. Uh, I guess it's X now, technically, the X platform. So you can post along with me over there at X, at Twitter. I still call it Twitter. You can get at me on there, at Jayhawker Talker. I like to talk uh, during the games on there with you guys, so... Feel free to get at me on there. Keep the conversation going. Like I said, download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating. We'll keep this thing going. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com, my latest article talking about KU and how this uh, tough non-conference schedule can set them up for big success in March. That's the hope, and I think that it could be a very successful season here for the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, that's it. I'm out. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.